Mr. Pop. Dark. When the little birds are nasty, and I listen to them too, there's two lonesome people in the whole wide world. That's me and the man in the moon. Hello, everybody, and welcome to Miss Kentucky University Radio, podcast and live stream exploring fantasy play games as Arkham Horror card game. I'm Dane. I'm Dan. And I'm Ben. And today, we're going to be checking out the player cards from the return to The Circle Undone. It's finally time. And for somehow, the circle became undone yet again, and we must go do it. So when you say it's finally time, uh, I would like to just bring up the elephant in the room. When When is this coming out in the United States? Do we have <laughs> any marks. idea anymore? Listen, Multiple the world doesn't resolve, revolve around the United States, Dan. It is out in the world somewhere. <laughs> I uh, I would like to play a custom scenario set on a container ship that is trying to deliver boxes of Return to Circle Undone to the port of probably like New York or Oakland or whatever, and is beset by sea monsters because I assume that's what happens. That is the perfect unfathomable like experience. Bring bring MJ like that. That's the thing. Arkham Knights needs to be on a cruise from now on. <laughs> I mean, that's that's really right? that. because. It, they they do like Star Trek cruises and they get like uh you know Lavar Burton or whoever to be like the celebrity guest and they oh, do like awesome. everyone wears Star Trek costumes and you know I mean they could do one of those for Arkham I don't I probably wouldn't go on it but they could do it yeah yeah <laughs> it, it is kind of Schrodinger's uh, circle undone isn't it I mean we've seen it before with Arkham though it's kind of been overdone enough times. <laughs> Yeah, um, I don't know. I'm I'm just I'm eager to get it because I mean this is a, this is a campaign we all really like and I'm really I mean the player cards which is what we're talking about today are exciting but I'm also just really excited to play through the campaign again with the new stuff. Yeah. This was sure. I know I know there's definitely some new mechanics that come out with it. I'm not going to talk about those today because uh, we haven't got to play it yet. But uh, I'm excited for those the tarot card stuff. Seems cool. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Everything, every. I feel like every time they do a return to set, it just gets better and better and better. Like, like the improvements that they make, the tweaks that they do, the the areas in which they choose to delve into the new ones. Anyways, it's it's gonna be great. I'm very excited. Yeah, <laughs> definitely, comrade in the chat. Shout out to uh, what's it called? Um, True Detective season one. Hell yeah. <laughs> time is All a right. flat antelope. Starring anyways. starring future governor Matthew McConaughey. Uh, uh, so should we uh should we jump right into the cards then or is there anything more we need to talk about uh i did want to mention that there's a new faq out uh, and a new toy list wasn't anything revolutionary to talk about with it yet so maybe we'll go over it another time but uh i know everyone always want loves my uh 10 minute 15 minute breakdown of those so we'll, you know maybe maybe later but <laughs> yeah we we, we love yeah. it we love it when you explain to us why in rule 17c in like phase four of a test <laughs> the, word, the word and slash or was changed to uh and slash but or something you know exactly. we, we love it we love it when that happens it's great <laughs> To save it for another time, yeah, Dan, right. we got 15 cards to go over today, so yep. Yep. you want to yeah, take us through the first one? <laughs> I will do that. Uh, so the first one, we've got uh, new tarot cards. Wow, very exciting. Yay! Um, and these are, so the original ones were all, the original tarot cards were a mix of the, like, the major arcana and the kind of, like, suit cards, right? 
and these are also like that. Like that, I, I I was kind of I thought maybe they would do some kind of system, but it seems like they're just picking cards that are cool. Um, anyway, it is the star seventeen. Uh, it is a guardian asset. Uh, cost three, level three. It is a tarot, and it says each asset you control with health gets plus one health. Each asset you control with sanity gets plus one sanity. When the game begins, if the star seventeen is in your opening hand, put it into play. Right, and so it takes up the tarot slot. Yeah, I mean, yep. I think I think for these, they, they're not doing any kind of pattern with the classes. They're more picking, like, the theme of the actual tarot card and, like, what it's supposed to represent and trying to translate that into a card. I don't know what the actual theme of the star is, but I assume it has something to do with being healthy. Uh, the picture is a person uh, drinking drinking some fresh water. So that and being in the sun, well, that's dangerous. That'll that'll kill you. But it looks like they're pouring <laughs> stuff out into a river slash a field. Uh, oh, maybe maybe they're going food. Does anybody know? Random question: the the box actually comes with a set of tarot cards, right? Or at least some. Yeah, it does. Yes. Does it? Is the art on these cards? Does that match the art on the tarot cards that you get in the box? Uh, no, it's no. all from that one artist who does a beautiful job at everything. Yeah, it's it matches the art that's on like the agendas, or the acts. Yeah, I don't remember which one has the tarot it's cards. The agendas. Yeah. So okay. it matches them, but this is like a different artist, I think, that did these player card ones. So yeah. So so in terms of you know the actual uh, text of this card, would we play it? What what do you guys think? This is so this is I mean it's level three, so we would kind of expect it to be stronger than the existing level one tarot cards. Uh, I, th- I think at the very least this is kind of situational, right? Like this is maybe m- more limited in the decks that would want it than the original tarot cards, which are just straight up stat boosts. I mean, this one definitely works well with Tommy, right? Because it makes all of his stuff that he wants to trash well, more valuable. Well, it makes it harder to kill them, I guess. <laughs> it's already pretty <laughs> hard to reliably kill Tommy's assets. Like this gives you more money when you do kill them, but it's a trade-off. Yeah. I mean, it... If you're running an ally heavy deck in general, or just an asset heavy deck, then and you're expecting to soak a lot of damage, it could be good. Would you want this on Mark? Because you could soak more stuff on like Beat Cop and stuff. Could yeah, could could be. I mean, could be fun. Beat Cop is definitely really need the other one, right? Beat Cop is a fantastic card that pretty much every, just about everybody except Carolyn that can actually put this in their deck is probably going to play Beat Cop too and use it frequently. Yeah. So in that sense, I mean, I guess it's just this is level three, right? Yeah, so it's too experienced yeah. to get a slight amount of extra boost out of just beat cops. I mean, if you have other stuff, you're benefiting from it. I think you need maybe a threshold of stuff that you can and, actually benefit from it with. And you yeah. could, like, so Mark on, say, like, standard difficulty is kind of the best case scenario for not needing the, um, what's the blue tarot card? The sword? Like, th- yeah. that's kind of, like, best case scenario for not really needing the sword. But if you're, like, any guardian with four base strength, you'd probably rather have that. Or even if you're Mark on like hard mode or something, you'd probably rather have that. Yeah, I think for the this is like a very specific card that I think like Larry m- more than other investigators. A because I just tried Tommy and I'm very disenchanted with with Tommy right now, <laughs> and, oh, and no. B because oh, what happened? Uh, because like Larry has a free action to play allies for cheaper. Obviously, the tarot's are kind of expensive if, if you can't them can't get them in your opening hand but i mean like he's going to be playing b cops he's going to be playing guard dogs he's going to be playing a lot of it even it even benefits his signature card good old mitch brown who i don't know if anybody's played him but he's very fun agency backups uh, in the chat yeah ooh, this gets some beefy, beefy boys even beefier for sure yeah no i i think it, this is very deck dependent so you know maybe larry 
maybe Tommy. Uh, maybe I, I think that is a good deck. point. If if your whole deck is based around agency backup, then I mean, yeah, maybe. Yeah, I would never play anything in Tommy because Tommy's weakness is just absolutely mortifying, <laughs> and it, it terrifies me. Also, he can't draw very weakness. Well. Oh, it kills everything that has like damage on it already, it, right? It kills your an ally that yeah, everything yeah. that has damage on it, or oh. if you have. Or Never is it mind. just one yeah, ally that has damage on it? I don't quite remember. Yeah. I remember it, it like discourages order. you from like slowly killing your allies. Instead, you want to murder them quickly. That's that's. I, <laughs> I thought it was like that. discard any assets you control that have damage or horror on them. That's exactly what it is. Yeah. Yeah. Which is which is pretty. That is pretty intense. Like yeah. 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 It's rough. So like, and it hurts me that Yorick can't take this because it's level three, um, and and Yorick is very clearly the better survivor slash guardian mix it's it's <laughs> definitely yeah. yeah yeah no i i, I think like yeah I, I think for very specific decks like agency backup larry this is definitely worth thinking about i i don't think it, it i just think most guardians are probably going to be happier to have the sword or just to spend three xp on other stuff yeah. but it's nice that it's out there for decks that want it yeah Garrett, oh i guess i guess Garrett. another use for it they just announced maybe not just but parallel roland came out recently and one of his directives is that he can have another ally slot. The downside is that you cannot put damage or sanity or, or damage or horror on them. So like Yeah, it's really it's it's really weird. <laughs> so like I would say yes, play the star because you can get cool things like art students and like a bunch of little small like Mailson and stuff like that who who have like relatively cheap small bodies making them bigger right that's kind of like a thing but it's it's a really tough sell honestly yeah maybe i I think roland is like the classic guy that would rather have the sword or maybe even death depending on what kind of deck it is but maybe uh garrett Garrett and chat solved it you this works on the key of yeast to give you plus one an extra plus one to all your stats easy game oh my god (laughs) yeah calvin key of yeast tens and everything let's go i don't know if any you can do guard- other stuff too, right? Like, isn't there, uh, you know, I mean, like Dexter can't take this, but like Dexter's ally that like, you know, each use of it, each time you, there's things where either like beat cop where, and agency backup where you get to kind of spend their damage and their health and sanity to do things. But there's also a few cards that get more powerful as you put damage or horror on them. So yeah, maybe yeah. it's it's a level three blue card. So it's not like everybody can take it, but maybe you could find some uses along those lines. Yeah. yeah. All right. Uh, why don't we move on to the next card, Dane? Oh, yeah. So next card is uh, a card that we've seen before. It's an upgraded version. It's a level three Hallowed Mirror. Welcome back. Um, it costs two to play. It has two will symbols on it. It is an item, relic, a cold blessed. So same, uh, same subtypes there. Limit one per deck. Uh, the only things... Oh, yeah, okay. So, triggered ability, when you play a copy of Soothing Melody, either change each two to a three, or shuffle it into your deck instead of discarding it. And then after it enters play, you search your your um, bonded cards for three copies of the Soothing Melody. Same same as the level zero version. Um, so, really, the biggest changes, the only changes, other than the will symbol and the three XP, are that you change every instance of two to three on each Soothing Melody that there, you have. There's actually or another... There's another change on here too. the The clause that says when Herald player leaves play that you have to find each copy of Soothing Melody and remove it from the game is not on there anymore, right? So that means if wow. your your Hall of Mirror really? gets trashed, 
then your soothing melodies still stick around. That to me, you know what that feels like to me? That feels like, oh crap, we mm-hmm. don't have enough space on the card to keep that text. Well, maybe no one will notice and we'll just keep doing it that way anyway. <laughs> well, that text. <laughs> I can't remember. Maybe there's. It feels weird that, that they, most bonded cards work that way. It feels weird that they would want to. Oh, maybe is there something in the FAQ? Did they change it so that like just by default, if a bonded card makes you shuffle things in your deck and it's a oh, asset, maybe, maybe I can't remember. Maybe. I, I do remember that this was an annoying one where because it, it was removed from game, it wasn't just removed from play. I think uh, so. Like if it got trashed, yeah, remove them from the game. You have to go so, through your deck or whatever. And, yeah. Yeah. Well, that means even if you replayed Hollow Mirror, you wouldn't have them anymore because they were out for the scenario. Oh, really? That's stupid. so. Yeah. So if this, if this, even if it's just take them out of your deck when you swap them out, then you still get to, you still can replay it and get them back, which is nice. But anyhow, yeah. so about the card itself, I think that it's a good effect. Changing twos to threes is not nothing. It's actually pretty good. Um, or shuffling it in, like instead of. If you're somebody like Mark who consistently draws through their deck, this is pretty great. My issue with it is that it's three experience. That seems very, very steep for a card that at level zero is giving you almost what this one does, For I feel. Yeah, I mean... Yeah, I mean, it. It it is like it's not the highest priority upgrade that you're going to get because as Dane said, the level zero version is already quite good. But, uh, I mean, if I was playing Mark, I would be pretty excited to get this. For sure. Because yeah, I mean, it's, it's, it's basically increasing the kind of healing power of it by, like, 50%. Yeah. Yeah. And you can yeah. also shuffle them back in your deck if you, for some reason, don't want to mill through your deck quick or you're, you need to heal really badly and you play it when you have only a few cards left. You could just, like, cycle them through your deck and do a, a quick burst of healing, um, which could be pretty powerful. But, yeah. Yeah, it seems like, pretty good. Oh, yeah. you can play in parallel Agnes. Comrade in the chat. Nice. That seems I think, great. I think it's... Uh, I mean, the, the thing with, with Hallowed Mirror in general, including the level zero version, is... So if you're Mark, you're always going to play it. If you're Carolyn, you're probably going to play it, depending on mm-hmm. what your kind of specific horror healing package is. And then for most other Guardians and, and other people that are allowed to take it, if you're in, like, a four-player group and you're doing a campaign like Forgotten Age or, or anything that just involves a lot of damage and horror, you probably end up putting one in. Because yeah. it's just, I mean, it's just kind of, it doesn't cost you that much. It doesn't cost XP. And it's extremely, it's just a really nice thing to have. And it doesn't even cost you that much to play the Soothing Melodies because you get a card off of it. Um, so I, I think what's going to happen probably is a lot of decks will include the level zero version. And then eventually after they've upgraded the more important stuff, they'll just upgrade this once they have XP. Um, and it also, this has uh, two will symbols on it, which is kind of cool. I mean, most of the time, I don't think you're going to commit this. I think because you only have one copy of it, you're probably just going to play it. But uh, it's still nice to have. And hey, it's exactly. great for uh, our friend Colin's favorite card, Well Prepared, right? <laughs> oh, yeah. <laughs> oh, yeah. Oh, yeah, yeah. that's right. Seems, He's even seems... looking into a mirror in it. It's, it's a perfect match. <laughs> this is yeah. the hallowed mirror the guy in Well Prepared is looking at. There yeah, you go. So seems like a solid upgrade. Maybe not overwhelming, yeah. but definitely, you know probably worth picking up later in the campaign so i'm uh, i'm excited for our buddy mark to get some love because uh you know that's a guy that just really needs some more good cards yeah he's 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 yeah. really struggling with the card yeah pool, he, he so. doesn't he doesn't have enough ways to heal himself and completely trivialize his weakness and just abuse the hell out of his ability so yeah uh, exactly. you know yeah. we we love to see it yeah. right all right that's not even sarcastic <laughs> yeah, let's move so, on to the secret cards though right so yeah let's do it. first secret card is the world uh 21 
Uh, the journey is complete. This is a cost three, level three asset, uh, tarot card, uh, free trigger. If you have eight or more cards in your hand, exhaust the world, draw one card. Reaction when the game begins, the world is in your opening hand and put it into play, and it's a tarot slot. I mean, this is mm. like Harvey's wet yeah. dream, right? <laughs> I mean, yeah any any deck that any deck that draws a lot of cards could potentially benefit from this drawing more cards. Um, secrets I mean, are it's secrets is there, are okay in drawing like cards. It's not right? like there's an entire class in the game that is does that extremely consistently. I, I can't think. Lucky cigarette case, maybe. Yeah. Um, this, the, <laughs> yeah, I mean, the thing is, like, if you're if you're playing the kind of like the good secret decks that draw a million cards, you have eight cards in your hand a lot, right? Like, <laughs> mo- most of the time, unless you have like drawing the sign or amnesia or something is your weakness. Most of the time, you're gonna like start your turn with six or seven cards and then draw like four cards. Yeah. So sure. Yeah. So why not draw five reasonable. cards, right? And uh, <laughs> yeah, uh, I mean, like for for people like Daisy, uh, Norman, well, not Norman, but um. The other old man, um, you know, everybody who has fives in a stat, like who can kind of afford to bypass needing death 13, they can take the world and be kind of okay um, with that. I think the issue is that like, if, if like you were saying, Dan, if they do have um, the drawing the sign or something like that, that can really like kneecap you, you probably wouldn't take this later. Yeah, cool. Because I mean, it's a good point. Death is maybe one of the best old tarot cards. Like it is very commonly played. Even even a lot of secrets that have five int will play it because it is very very good. But you don't absolutely need it if you're you know Mandy or Daisy or somebody. You have other ways to boost your intellect, and you start with five. Uh, and drawing more cards is extremely good. There's also the fact that uh, this is the same class that can take Studious, right? Which is one of our favorite cards. So. Yes. If you're a seeker and you have two studiouses, not only do you get to look at about half of your deck, so there's a very good chance you can start with this and play for free. Right. But you kind of start with extra cards in hand. Like if you if, if you don't have studiouses, you start with five cards in hand. This is one of them. Okay, now you're at four. You have probably a couple turns before you get up to eight and you can start using it. But if you have two studiouses, you could maybe start with seven cards, of which this is one. You're down at six. You could probably start using this on turn one if you just yeah, use fire off a cryptic. You're there. Play Mr. Rook and use it if you're Mandy, and you can immediately start firing right. this off. It's honestly, honestly kind of insane how good this is, frankly. It's the fact that it's fast too is actually pretty relevant. Um, I, I don't think Carolyn can take this, but for anybody who likes to use the what's the the stones that do damage or something every time you draw a card or, or do oh, like some yeah, of the ancient, ancient stones, fast draws is yeah. pretty good, right? Like that's that's a thing. That's a good point. I mean, yeah, or, uh, like Min Min likes to do that, right? And uh, also, yeah. as you mentioned, for Harvey, right? Like, uh, right. you know, Harvey just always wants to be able to draw a card on his turn, preferably for free without just spending an action to do it. He has other ways to do it, like his special item and stuff, but this is another extremely reliable way to do that. And it makes sure. him draw two yeah. cards, right? So, Which means he'll die to his weakness <laughs> oh, even faster. It's right? true. So it's... Yeah, that is true. I didn't think about that. I forgot about Harvey having an ability other than just being like ridiculously old and having a terrible weakness his yeah it's really bad but his ability is draw <laughs> his ability is draw more cards which you know by itself I, maybe compensates that he'll <laughs> for his weakness i i think for all the reasons we've discussed this just immediately fits right into the incredibly overpowered really good secret decks yeah. and it will be very very powerful i mean the the downside with with all these tarot cards is you usually only put one in your deck unless you add more cards to support having multiples 
But mm -hmm. even in Seeker, you're already drawing lots of cards, so you'll probably draw it relatively yeah, fast. Yeah, again, Studious being one of the best support yeah. cards, right? Yeah, because especially, I mean, if you have, if literally, if you have two Studiouses and you mulligan aggressively, you can look at about half of your deck. So you're yeah. gonna, you can basically start with this and play for free about half the time. Great, yeah. really good. Yeah, yeah. I think I unless, I'd be unless you're playing like fifty card Mandy or something, but yeah. <laughs> 50 card Mandy plus two versatiles and that other card. Um, yeah, exactly. Exactly. What's, what's yeah, going on the yeah. art in this card? It has the tarot card, but those are definitely just like bones lying on top of it, right? Like bones of a spine or something. What? What happened here? Question. Why is oh, the journey complete be like because candle, of that? I thought they might be like candlestick holders or candle holders. Oh, or something. No, those are definitely like, vertebrae. Those are like vertebrae. Those are 1000% right? vertebrae. Okay. Well, yeah. you could make candle holders out of those. That's like an arts and crafts thing that you could do if you were bored. You know? <laughs> oh sure, yeah, yeah, definitely. So I do. Uh, as a person who knows basically nothing about tarot, uh, I've always thought the world was one of the cooler cards, and it usually has very cool art in all of the well, different decks. Uh, Comrade in chat is very helpfully telling us what the meaning of the tarot cards are. Uh, yeah, I, yeah. Thank you, thank you for that, uh, Comrade. Completion, integration, accomplishment, and travel. Hey, very nice. That's that's cool, right? I mean. You know, integration. We all we all love to integrate a function over a uh, measurable space or something like that. That's something we all like to do. Yeah, um, I mean, the, the the flavor for the world is the journey is complete, right? And then the yeah. flavor for the star was you were you were chosen or something. And again, you um, complete the journey by I have a guess ripping out somebody's spine, uh, probably using all of your cards. And I drawn. and I feel like <laughs> one one last thing to to say before we we stop talking about how how incredibly good this card is. I feel like maybe one of the reasons that it's sort of like, oh, well, but if you already have eight cards, you draw one more, there's a pretty good chance you're going to have to discard one, right? But if you just have most of your deck as fast cards, then you probably won't have to do that because yeah. you'll probably just play all of them and get a million clues. Yeah. So, great. Seems yeah. good. <laughs> Seems really good. <laughs> let's, right. uh, let's move on to the next one, though. So we have uh, an upgraded... This is upgraded, right? A version yeah. of Occult Lexicon... Oh yeah, I remember this. This is the the, the bloody oh, yeah. book. The, the oh BRB. yeah, this is the bloody book. Oh yeah. So this is a uh, cost two level three seeker asset with two intellect icons. It is an item, a tome, and it's a cult. And it says limit one per deck. When you play a copy of Bloodrite, either change each two on it to three or shovel it into your deck instead of discarding it. Forced after a cult lexicon enters play, search your bonded cards for three copies of Bloodrite. Add one to your hand and shuffle the other two into your deck. Takes up a hand slot. So this is exactly the same change as we saw in Hallowed Mirror just applied to uh, the Bloodright book, right? Yeah, this yeah. is this is this is cream of the crop right here, I think. This have you great. guys have you guys played with the original Occult Lexicon much? Yeah. Um I played it in a couple different like not great investigators, like Marie, for example. Um, but just playing it in like a regular seeker who can draw a ton of cards and like just having the ability to do auto damage two damage is good because it kind of like covers covers like you know if you have rats or if your friend has a ghoul on them or something like that you can kind of just be like oh don't worry about it i'll just draw some cards and take care of it for you um three damage though three damage like like three's we've better than two we've been on the 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 hill where three damage is just like that's that's where you need to be to murder a lot of enemies now, right? I feel like MJ kind of like turned up the temperature a little bit after she realized that, well, maybe enemies are a little too easy to kill. You know, machetes machetes been eroded, but but like three damage is where we want, right? Three, this three is, is nice. The, three is the Melteroni number. That's the Melteroni madness oh, yeah. amount of damage that you get when you go mad with <laughs> Melteroni power. Oh yeah, yeah. And now we've got now we've got bloody bloody book two, even bloodier. Uh, this is great. Mm -hmm. 
And remember that I mean, I, you you get to draw yeah. three cards first before even doing the damage sure or getting do. money. So oh, yeah. like that's obviously incredible. <laughs> I, I right. feel like one of the main downsides about this card is just that you always have to think about what it does because it is very complicated what it does. Like what it basically says is either <laughs> you can either like loot two or three cards and uh, gain that much money or you can just draw that many cards or you can loot that many cards and not gain money but do that much damage. So it has like oh. there's three different modes and you can do any combination well, of them, no, which it... is very... You, you draw the cards, you always draw the cards, and then you do damage or gain money or some combination, right? Or or keep the cards. Yeah. That, 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 that's what I'm saying, oh, yeah, right? Gotcha, like you, gotcha. either, you either like trade cards in your hand for cards off the top of your deck and either gain money or do damage, or you just straight up draw cards. Yeah, gotcha. Right. So it's very it's very and, versatile, but it's almost it's almost too versatile just because you, you always have to think about like, oh yeah, what are the three different things I can do with it? Like... Right, uh, right, yeah. I, I've made I, a mistake. Of yeah, that, yeah, that's money. the downside of secret cards. Too many options, Dan. You nailed it. That's... Yeah, they're too, they're, they're too good. Because <laughs> uh, I, so I, I played the original one a few times soon after it came out, and I liked it a lot. It's a very fun card. I still think it's a good card. I think it kind of falls into the category that we've talked about in previous episodes of very good, but not quite as incredibly broken as other secret cards. But this one, just because three is bigger than two, maybe is like a little bit easier to fit into. A really good secret deck so yeah i i'm excited to try it it's it provides an interesting outlet uh in a lot of different ways like for example for min or even ursula who can play moonstone if you have effects that like want to be in the discard pile right like winging it for example min can can benefit from um or if you have moonstone in your deck i've tried weird things like that i, I tried that with 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 marie and then that was my experience <laughs> with marie so it wasn't great but um, for those people who can benefit from that stuff, it's great because it gives you even more options, right? So um, even even Harvey, right? Somebody who can who can make the draw three a draw four seems great. Yeah, I mean, I was also thinking that just uh, the fact that shuffling it back in might be kind of... I mean, I think most of the time it's better to pick the three, but um, I think that shuffling it back in because... Uh, it might be cool in some situations because you could play like Daisy or Mandy with like Arcane Initiate... And you could kind of, because it is a spell, you could just keep shuffling it back in and then finding it and then just play it a million times. You could do, um, you definitely could set up some loops where you just like play this, you could do like nine damage in a turn by playing this three times, which would be oh, pretty yeah. cool. That's true. This, oh, yeah. this does add a little bit of recursion to Seekers, which... <laughs> the one thing they could They, they do. really needed it, honestly. They didn't have anything else, right? Like, like they had um, Glimpse, right? They had Glimpse, and, and now they have this. Uh, you know, it's it's they're struggling, I think, yeah. a little bit, oh, maybe. Yeah. yeah, no, we we love to see them print two very good sneaker cards in, in this box, because, you know, maybe now people will finally dust off the uh, the seeker part of their card binder or box or whatever, you know? Give 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 Team Yellow a try again after after years of irrelevance. Yeah. <laughs> All right, why don't we Seeker move... really hit them hard. Yeah, let's 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 move oh. on to uh to the real strongest class in the game. Yeah. Yeah, rogues. Woo! All right, here we go. We've got uh another tarot card, the Knight of Swords, charge ever onward. I love that. Uh it costs 3 to play, same as all tarots. Uh, it's level 3. Asset no commit icons. Uh to tarot uh as a reaction when you would succeed at a skill test you get plus one skill value for this test. You may discard Knight of Swords to get plus three instead. 
And then when the game begins, it has the tarot text uh, that you can put it into play from your opening hand. It takes up a tarot slot. I uh, this art is the the card appears to be on the dashboard of a vehicle or kind of behind the steering wheel. This right. is like a shinier, nicer looking car than I believe was probably available in the mid nineteen twenties. <laughs> what? Right. What do you do? I mean, this is like little, luxury little... models, like the ones that can only go up to like but, eight miles it, an hour. It, it it's a, like a it's has... a knight's car, you know, funded by the it's, king or the queen. You it's know? got it's got like chrome all over it. It's got a little like dial showing the you know RPMs or that's true. That's maybe a little more fifties aesthetic, right? Yeah, at least like early forties, maybe. I don't know. Sure, I could very sure. well be wrong. If there's one thing that we love to do on this podcast, it's like trying to bullshit that we know anything about the actual technology available in the 1920s, and then failing miserably <laughs> at it. So we're just we're just keeping that tradition going. Uh, For does, sure. Is this this card doesn't seem very good to me? Am I am I wrong? So it's uh, very good for winning and yeah. people who want to succeed by right. That's... Like this is like like a uh, shotgun, the uh, the sawed off shotgun. For for example, for for Tony, I love it for that. It's kind of like an accessory pickup at that point, but I think for Winnie specifically, it's very very good. Um, like and plus Tony, one on a skill value is like you get your lucky cigarette case. Can Tony not take the sword tarot card? The the level? Can he not take level one guardian no. assets? Okay. No, he he has the same deck building as Mandy, so it's just okay. events and uh, skills. Yeah, because because what I'm what I'm kind of getting at is like there's one. Are we saying that this card is like actually good? You would love to put it in your deck, or are we saying that like if you if you were bothered by not having a tarot card and having an unused slot and you were looking for a tarot card to choose, you might this might be less bad than the other ones. Because remember, green is like the agility tarot card, which a lot of people like Tony just like don't really want. Exactly. That's that's the thing. I feel like Tony can't take assets from other classes. This is the if you're gonna put a tarot in Tony, this is the one you put in. Yeah. That's, Nobody's that's, gonna put I, in Ace of Rods. I mean, I, I yeah, I, I think I would agree that for Winnie and Tony specifically, if you're going to play a tarot card, this is probably the one. The only thing I'm not sure about is like, do you even play a tarot card at all? Yeah, I mean, for the succeed by whatever decks, sometimes you're tempted to like overcommit a little bit to try to get that succeed by whatever effect, yes. and this just kind of gives yes. you a passive one. Um, right. So it, that you know, I mean, that's back true for those Tony. Resources you might Winnie, have dumped in. For Winnie, the whole point of Winnie is overcommitting, though, right? Yeah, but but I mean, even for like Somewhat. Finn, um, Big Fleet in the chat shouting out like level two pock- pickpocketing, pockpicketing. Jeez, where am I? No, you're confused. You're <laughs> thinking of level three cigarette case is what you wanted to think about. <laughs> that's that's the other one too. Yeah, I mean, uh-huh. I mean, both of those things have really powerful effects and don't necessarily warrant you necessarily even needing to do succeed by. But but see the thing is for Finn with pickpocketing you would rather just have the the moon or whatever not not the moon the the whatever the agility tarot card is called right because like that that would also just basically increase your agility by one but for all tests not just pickpocketing and not just when you succeed but even if you're about to fail like you would just much rather have that tarot card and it's one XP instead of three sure yeah. sure yeah. but but, but, I mean... but I think for Winnie and Tony this is like worth considering. Yeah, yeah, and I'm going to put a star on that because there is a tarot card coming up later that I feel like could go in every deck if if the class doesn't have like, or if the specific investigator doesn't really have a great option. Um, but I personally do like Knight of Swords um, quite a bit for very specific people, I think. Who was the rogue that came out in Circle Undone? Was it Tony? No. No, Tony. Tony was Dream Eaters. Yeah, it was... Because um... usually... It was Preston? No. Preston, yeah, yeah, yeah. 
I don't think this helps Preston. I don't think Preston does. It's really too bad. Stuff, yeah, it's really but... too bad they didn't print a tarot card that like gives you money when you have no money or something. Like yeah. if there was a well, that's just I mean, I mean, yeah, that would just yeah, but but there could be like a green version of that, you know? Yeah, like for every five resources, exhaust it, gain one or whatever. Yeah. Oh, that'd be wonderful. I'd love that. <laughs> I, I, yeah, I I think they could just be like, yeah, once once I don't know, they, they could have done something cool with it. Yeah, I mean, the thing is, is that this doesn't exhaust itself. It's just constantly right. a plus one boon as long as you're succeeding on things, which ain't bad, honestly. And then if you really want the, the extra boost, if you want that plus three, um, oh man, too bad Trish can't I take uh, Guiding Stones in this. Yeah, I don't know when you... with this would be kind of ridiculous. I don't know when the you really like... discard to get a plus three. I don't know if there's enough effects that you it, really want would to have succeed to be like at least three. I don't know, maybe there's... It... It would have to be like the shotgun, basically. Yeah, yeah. I think that the 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 plus three is kind of like fine, but it also allows you to discard it from the uh, from the slot, right? In case you, if you're like an absolute madman and you're running like both Ace of Rods and this, you can kind of like cycle your slot, right? Because no other tarot I mean, card allows itself I mean, to be discarded, is that right? I guess. I mean, you always just play over it usually, yeah, but it, it, it means it means that you get okay. a use out of it at least rather rather than overriding it, I suppose. So. Yeah, you, can, you can just install it over one of your other programs. That's that's yeah, totally that's, legal. That's, yeah, right, right. You could even mod it out, right? Yeah, I don't know, you guys are talking about. I'm going to talk about the next card. <laughs> uh, <laughs> well connected uh, returns. Uh, cost yes. two, level three asset with intellect and an agility icon. It's a condition. Limit one per investigator. Uh, free trigger, exhaust well connected. You get plus one skill value for this test for every four resources you have. Free trigger, spend two resources to ready, well-connected, limit once per round. It uh, doesn't take up any slots. Man. Was uh, was the original like one one skill for every five resources you have? It was. Yeah, okay. and it didn't have the second effect. Right. You <laughs> you couldn't ready it again. Right. But this is, this, is, this is like chef's kiss for Preston players, of which I am one. I'm very happy with this card. I think if you're a weirdo who loves Preston, then you're certainly you you already played the existing well connected. You're certainly going to play this. If you're not playing Preston, does anybody else want this? I mean, other other big money decks like maybe Jenny if you're using her in solo or um, maybe, yeah maybe Jenny. Or I mean, you can go big money or Skids can go big money. Uh, you know, oh, yes, yes. I guess any of, the rogues, any of the rogues any of the rogues can go big money. So if yeah, you're going, doing a big money deck and you want to be able to pass your will tests because you are hoarding all your money, then you know maybe this will help out. Isn't uh, isn't Monterey also something to do with a bunch of money? Monterey can't take upgraded rogue cards though, right? Oh yeah, that's right. Never mind. You're, uh, I think you're confused because if no, you take Bob. his name and you just delete the letters T E R, his first name is literally just money. No, it's Bob. Bob wants to hoard money, right? Because of his greed. So he does, he, yes. and he can take upgraded row cards. He can. Yeah. So I don't know. We'll we'll, we'll see, see whenever those guys actually come out. Maybe we'll see something fun with this. But there's, I mean, Preston has a lot of utility in having like in in doing skill tests. I do I do do um skill tests sometimes with Preston. Usually it's like to fail and and get the benefit from like survivor cards. But sometimes it's like if if you have like a particularly nasty uh, will check or something, you can just like exhaust well connected and if you've got like 20 25 resources you're you're there and you're kind of fine right so this mm. this allows you to do that twice in a turn which is great yeah 
Oh, yeah. Solid for the big money decks. I don't have much else to say on it. So why don't we uh, move on to Mystic cards? Yeah, let's uh, let's go to Purple Town. Let's let's disappear in a puff of smoke and reappear in Purple Town. Um, <laughs> Love it. So, so we have another new tarot card, uh, which is a level three Mystic asset, cost three, called the Hierophant Five, uh, and it is a tarot. It says you have one additional Arcane slot. Your Arcane slots can be used to hold cards that take up accessory slots, and vice versa. When the game begins, if the Hierophant Five is in your opening hand, put it into play. Takes up a tarot slot. This this uh, is the the card that made the whole world go bonkers, right? When this was really? spoiled, why why was that? Everybody was just like figuring out the the way to get yeah. the absolute most spell slots in the game yeah. with like between Reliconers and the Hierophant and Anna and like just the the <laughs> main yeah the, the main fun with this is trying to calculate how many assets you can actually get into play, like how many slots you can generate. Yeah, I don't yeah. know if you'd ever actually want to do that. So I don't know if you'd ever actually want to play this card. I mean, I, but I don't understand why people are trying to get a ton of spell slots when they could instead play Dexter with two cigarette cases and two Garrets and just murder everybody. You know, like, uh, I, I don't know. But this would even help Dexter, right? Well, yeah, but, but that's what I'm saying. It's because you can, it says your arcane slots can be used to hold cards that take up accessory slots and vice right. versa. Like, you could you could play this and just have a ton of accessories instead of a ton of arcane arcane things. Yeah. Sure. Yeah, yeah. I mean, yeah, if you want to do a deck where you don't want to use spells, but do want to do a lot of accessories, um, so you can do, if Dexter, you have Lucky Survey Cases and Groats, that you just said, right, Dan? Yeah. So so here's or or the many fun green accessories that yeah. uh, are fun or or like shiny yeah. tea there's a lot of good purple ones too. Yeah. Um so I think and and remember you can also just get relic hunter, right? So you can yeah. play this and have two relic hunters and then you can just have a million uh arcane slots. Here <laughs> it, it go, switching over to like wet blanket mode for a minute. Here's two reasons to maybe not think this is super great. One is when we've evaluated all these tarot cards, it really matters what the other tarot cards that are, avail- are available are. And in this case, yeah. you know, in the case of the green one, you're competing against the agility one, which only some characters have any interest in at all. Basically, every purple character who can take this card can also take the Four of Cups. And that's just straight up plus one will. And that is amazing for everybody, right? Sure. Everybody loves yeah. that. So, so that kind of, you know, dampens the excitement for this a little bit. There's also just the fact that, you know, we often say, like, oh, it's a bummer that, you know, you do often wish you had more arcane slots as a mystic. But, uh, you know, it's kind of like, again, to go back to Netrunner, because Ben loves it when we talk about it, Mm -hmm. you know, cards like Akamatsu Memship or whatever did not get played that much. Like, you would play them if you were playing a weird Shaper deck that was using, like, um, was it Savant or something, or, like, Brahma? Like, like if you had a specific deck that revolved around wanting to have, like, the number of, you know, the number of programs out, then maybe you'd do it. But you wouldn't do it just because, like, oh, I might need more programs. And I think in the same way in this, if you can get by with just two arcane slots, it's better to do that than to spend, like, a card, an action, three resources, and three XP to get more arcane slots for yourself, right? There's, um... Yeah, I mean, in general, I think so, yeah. For... If you're doing some type of, like, Seal Mateo deck... Uh, a bunch of those seal cards are are arcane slots, right? Or yeah, slots. Well, the, some of them are hand slots, aren't they? Uh, some of yeah, them are. there's the, the, statue, the is, statue is a hand slot. Like a stone is a hand slot, isn't it? Right, right. 
there's a, isn't there's at least a next oh, the next slot seals like the plus one or whatever uh, not, not, a, not a bad yeah. symbol i was trying to yeah, think of like oh if you could make use of those extra slots to like seal a bunch of stuff and then maybe also actually play some useful cards like spells that do damage or get clues because uh, that's kind of those some of those cards clog up those slots but um, yeah or big, big fleet in the chat knows knows what's going on just just sell all your cheap stuff to aesop and it'll be it'll be fine um, I think I think one thing that this this does do though um, is it opens up interesting deck building it, with with exactly what Dan was saying in that like if you have cards that are based on the number of like spells that you have uh, installed or like the number of accessories you have or whatever we've kind of already seen like spoilers for Edge of the Earth but Lily not Lily Lily Chen yeah um, who cannot take this right they. Well, there, I think that there there were some things that were spoiled. Like, there's like a bow staff that like does extra damage if you have all of your spell slots like filled or something like that. And there's like there's things that that are starting to come out that have that are dependent upon if you have no spells, if you have all spells. There are some spells that take up two spell slots, like Mind's Eye or something like that, that somebody might be able to play more comfortably with this being here. So. It, it just opens up a little bit more accessibility, I think, for those possibilities to kind of take off, which I think is cool. But it's definitely not as relevant as the, the plus one will, I think, in general. Yeah. I mean, I, it is, I, I think it is a hard sell in comparison to the plus one will. But if they print a bunch of kind of generally useful, fairly cheap, you know, arcane slot assets that just let you like draw cards or get money or move around or do something, if we start to see a lot of those, you could easily get to the point of view where you it's worth building a deck around them and yeah. if, if that was the case then this would be pretty good yeah uh should we move on to the next card yeah let's do it the next card is uh sign magic welcome back another uh <laughs> maybe beloved maybe not card it's level three uh, it costs three to play it is an uh has a will icon and an intellect icon it's a ritual and a talent i wasn't sure if the talent thing was new um it's fast still uh you have one additional arcane slot which can only be used to hold a spell or ritual essence so that part's the same but reaction ability now after you activate an action ability on a spell or ritual asset exhaust sign magic activate an action ability on a different spell or ritual asset you control without paying its its action cost takes up a hand slot uh which was also on the level zero version this card is such a shaper bullshit card if I've ever seen one. Come on, Dan. It it does feel a little bit like a, it's kind of a Jeeves. Um, <laughs> yeah, exactly. It, it wasn't there was a card that lets you like activate a program and then activate a different program or something? It it feels a lot like that. I mean, this yeah, means exactly. you can like be fighting with your shriveling and then also get clues and not provoke it. Like you'd be fighting a boss random, while getting yeah, clues. Just random play. <laughs> Cause the, the trigger doesn't, that doesn't trigger AOs or anything, right? That's not, it's a free, free activate. It's not a, yeah, it's so not an action. That's kind of the thing is like the kind of classic, like mystic loadout is like one of the clue getting uh, spell assets. And then also one of the fighting spell assets. And if you have those or, or, you know, now you have a third one, maybe you also have like mists of Ryla or something. You're going to have some opportunities to to actually use the reaction here, but maybe not that many. I mean, I, I still think it's cool. Like, Sign Magic kind of almost saw play before because it's fast. So it's like if you can afford to play it, yeah. you know, it is it's it is compared to other ways to get more arcane slots. Like, this one doesn't cost you actions. It just costs you money. So it's kind of nice in right. that way. I mean, if, um, 
it's cool if you're like using with like Mr. LA, which has like five charges. It's like, oh, this is five right of seeking charges. If you have an enemy, you just evade buggy buddy every round, you know? Wow, that is uh, true, yeah. Well, but wait a minute. I think you still pay the charge cost if you, you just do. You do seeking. Oh, yeah, just without paying its action cost. Never mind. This is less right. good than I thought. It's okay, I thought though. It was ben, the whole cost. We have, we have recharge level four now. You never run out of charges. Or anything <laughs> right, exactly. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, or or you can or you can play Akachi or whatever. But uh, what, what I'm saying is, like, if you kind of have the standard, like, a fight spell or an evade spell and a clue spell, then you're going to be able to use this occasionally, and it will be still kind of a nice little bonus. But if we start, it's, if they just printed a Mystic card that was, like, get money or draw cards, or if you played, like, Alchemical Transmutation or something... Um, if that became viable, then this would just be become really good because anytime you activate a spell, you could kind of get a free activation of something that is not like context dependent. It's just like pure value. Then this yeah. could become really, really I mean, good. Well, transmutation I mean, is like kind of bad because you have to spend the actions to do it. If you're just kind of just have to play the initial cost to play it and then do it passively as you're doing other stuff, then, exactly. you know, maybe, yeah. maybe actually try to play alcohol transmutation or like. You could use it with the healing spells, the healing spell or yeah. the, the sanity spell someone mentioned in chat. I was going to say, uh, Clarity of Mind uh, in Agnes is something that is very real for her. And if you oh, just yeah. like fire off an Azure Flame or something like that, get a free uh, Clarity of Mind, that's incredible. That's like such good value. Those Not are, to mention those... it could be combined with Haste, right? Those are two very, very good use cases. There's the, well, well, well there's the Agnes uh, Clarity of Mind, and there's also the... Um, the Dexter get money because Dexter likes money, right? Dexter yeah, would like to have more money. For sure. um, yeah, I, I think those are pretty cool. You could also imagine there is the, um, oh no, for a minute I was thinking there was a arcane, uh, arcane slot thing that lets you like teleport, but that's an event. That's um, whatever it is, hypnotic something or whatever. Uh, yeah. And Mr. Relay, you get, to move, you get to do a move if you succeed on the thing or whatever, but that's not really a teleport. Yeah, and it's kind of hard to kind of abuse that to just get a free movement because you kind of have to have an enemy on you to be yeah. able to activate it. But yeah, yeah, no, uh, this this just gives so much value. I think even even for things like six sense, where if you just have a six sense just hanging out in another spell slot, and you've got your if you're just a seeker, right? Basically, just seeker mystic. You get a sign magic out. You get your your six sense, and then you have your clairvoyance in another slot. Every time you fire off your clairvoyance. Uh, you just you just get a free six sense trigger, and then on top of that, you can get like haste if you want to go crazy, and then you get like five investigates in one turn. That seems crazy. That seems like really good value, especially in bigger bigger player counts, right? Because then you're getting clairvoyance. Even if you just have two clairvoyance out, you get a clairvoyance yeah. extra clairvoyance, right? Yeah. It, it... Yeah, because it says it's a different spell, but it's not like different by name. So I think it just is a different physical card. Exactly. So you could double yeah. fire something. I don't think it works with haste though, because in case you actually have to spend two actions. Uh, I think I, I think you one. could do fun, like I think you could do a fun like clues only Dexter, where you play like two clairvoyance, two red of seeking, maybe one of the other random clue getting uh, arcane slot. You play Ar- alchemical transmutation. You play this. You have Sword Cane to evade stuff, but you don't play Shriveling. And you have a lot of money. You keep cycling your Clue Arcane Slot spells. You yeah. you have Leo, so you can just get like a bunch of Clues in a turn. I think that could be pretty cool. Yeah. I think that's very real for something that is that is quite good. And yeah. you probably don't play the Hierophant 5 because you're playing you're, <laughs> you're playing this, which gives you the slot, so you don't really need it. It's kind of exactly. weird that you these two in the same pack. And right. you probably play the Will Tarot instead. 
Yeah. I mean, th- this version of Psy Magic is so much more interesting than the base one, which uh, <laughs> has sat in my box uh, ever yeah. since we got it. So I'm excited I, to see I it, it I, on it. <laughs> I put it in a couple of decks, and I just very rarely actually played it. Yeah. 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 No, this, this I think, has the the threshold of functionality where it's actually interesting and improves your gameplay. Even if you're just like a straight up combat mystic, right? You could just get the fire off a shriveling and then fire off an azure flame, like right off the bat, or even like, I know, I know everybody hates wither, but I, I love wither and it, it, it can be that third damage. I mean, it's yeah. not personal. We only hate it because it's really bad. It's not, it's, you know, it's, <laughs> it's, it's not because we're being jerks. It's just a bad card. That's fair. I mean, this also, you also, if you wanted to, you could have two of these in play right <laughs> and trigger trigger three spells if you get because that, that, well, that's well, like used to your arcade well, slots there right well wait a minute you could so okay so suppose i have three spells i have spell a b and c right i activate spell a and i exhaust my first sign magic to trigger spell b Right. right. I did not activate an action ability on spell b did i because i didn't actually pay an action or did i activate an ability you you activated the ability but you didn't spend an action so in that case i can use the trigger from activating spell b to go back and use spell a again yeah because it just has okay i was wondering whether i actually had to use each of the three once or whether i could use one of them twice no i think you could do one of them twice you mean you could do each of the three once so that is that is pretty great this that is honestly that is nutty you're gonna need two recharge level fours in your deck i think just (laughs) Just to keep it. Yeah, you need some way to get more charges or more money to play the spells faster, but uh, that could be, yeah. <laughs> could be pretty bonkers. Yeah, I mean, no, a comrade in chat actually sh- shouting out uh, Feed the Mind, which is a Seeker spell, uh, which is yeah. interesting. I think only, like, Parallel Agnes and Marie can play that combo right now. Uh, um, Luke can't because he's Seeker. Isn't there a little yellow there, person right? isn't there a level zero feed the mind too there's level zero yeah, exactly. feed the mind, which yeah. uh you know daisy or or somebody could well, well no um uh, daisy yeah do, we, do we not we do we not have a mystic seeker yet we have luke oh yeah of course luke yeah oh, yeah. yeah luke luke can throw down and like he well, luke doesn't need to do all this nonsense he has like yeah, one luke... event and he wins you know like... yeah luke is all... <laughs> well luke is i mean luke only needs enough actual spell assets to make uh knowledge is power incredibly good mostly he wants events right <laughs> Yeah. Sure, sure. But, but I mean, like, assign magic on top of the stuff that he already does. And if you have, like, a Feed the Mind, just as a supplemental, then you're, every time you activate your Clairvoyance, you're drawing X, some amount of cards with your level zero uh, Feed the Mind. So that's pretty cool. I like yeah, that a lot. I, but I do kind of... I mean, it's also, keep in mind, that's like a book test, which he's not awesome at. Throw in level two Perceptions. Draw even more cards. Yeah, uh, you're, you're fitting. You're putting a lot of cards in Luke's deck here that I, I don't think Luke has room for. But, <laughs> well, let's let's move on for now and uh, and go on to the survivor cards. All right, uh, we have the first survivor card is the Nine of Rods. Every trial is a lesson. It's a level three, cost three asset tarot card. When you draw a non-weakness encounter card, exhaust Nine of Rods. Cancel all of that card's effects and shuffle it into the encounter deck, then draw another card from the top of the encounter deck. And of course, when the game begins, if it's in your hand, put it into play, takes up a tarot slot. This is hilarious because Seekers have access to this at level zero with a two two body. 
I, I have a question about the art here. Does this person have a neck? Uh, I think they're in like a, they're in like no. they're like a bundled also up in a big coat, right? That that is also what I wanted to believe, but they would need to have like giant shoulder pads on or something. I, I think they're just like this, the like they're hunched up. You know, I it's I cold out. Yeah, maybe I, they're I also holding they're holding the card upside down. What does that mean? Oh, yeah, they're holding it upside down, comrade. Comrade, we need quick. you. <laughs> yeah, what is what is the nine of rods? What, is, what does nine of rods upside down mean? That's a little scary. And touch to the chin. I don't know if that's relevant, but. <laughs> it looks like they're about to eat this, like a like that a communion. Part, that part might not be relevant, but uh, <laughs> we'll, we'll rely on Comrade to tell us this information. Well, I mean, the card itself, yeah, uh, doesn't seem very good, right? I mean, maybe in solo, maybe you really want to be able to throw a card back in the encounter deck if it's particularly bad, but in multiplayer, you're just going to draw that card again anyway. Yeah, exactly. Uh, like you're you're just deferring it. You or one of your teammates will just draw it in a couple turns anyway, right? Comrade says it reversed. It means inner resources, struggle, overwhelm, defense, or paranoia. That mm. sounds very survivory. Yeah. Yeah. So I mean, here's the thing with this card. I think that everything that you want to cancel with this, um, they already have a, a reasonable cancel, right? At level z- at level zero, one, and two now, and. The ones that you absolutely need to cancel now are coming out that just say can't be canceled. So if this found a way around that somehow, like if it was just like redraw, and like there's a specific card in Return to Carcosa, it's the general party that I'm thinking about right now, where it says you cannot cancel it basically under any circumstance. If this could find a way, or if cancel effects could find a way on powerful cards like this, or I guess high-costed cards like this, to to you know get around that or like it's kind of like the elite clause thing. Um, then this would be worth it. But I think as it is here, yeah. I don't think so. I feel like there's not that many. You cannot cancel cards in like a campaign, pick one or two. There are. Yeah. So, so like, the only, I'm not too yeah, worried about there's, that. Very, there's very few. The one thing I was kind of thinking of is suppose there's one card left in the deck, you draw it and then you can't shuffle it into an empty deck. Right. So could you just not activate this in that case, or would it just get discarded when you don't draw an encounter? I don't remember if that not shuffled an empty deck applies to encounter dark cards. Because technically the encounter card deck is never in a state of emptiness, even if you're resolving the last card. Uh, it's a that little is, weird. That's very strange. But like, it, well, As soon as the encounter deck runs out, you're supposed to shuffle it, but I think you're also supposed to finish resolving the card if it was the last card you drew. So... Well, it's this a is weird. a fun little research project for Rules Master Ben, then. I'm glad we, I'm glad we discussed this. Uh, but yeah, the, the bottom line is, uh, I mean, I know the existing Survivor Tarot card is also not very good, so it's not like there's a lot of competition for this. But uh, I, I don't think I would be in a super big hurry to play this. Yeah, yeah I mean, uh, this can shuffle enemies or, or ah, treasuries, right? So if you get yeah. an enemy at a really bad time, maybe you throw it back in. So again, in solo, I think this might be very powerful. I, I do I very little solo, yeah, but yeah, like yeah. solo, you don't go through the whole encounter deck. You you go through maybe a third or half of it, depending on the scenario, right? So yeah, like, it, that's a fair could, point. You could use this as protection to something that would really screw up your day for your next turn, or maybe you get like the big exactly. enemy that you don't have the resources to deal with. You throw it back in, maybe you don't get it then after that. So, in that way, it's kind of like comparable to like a disc of Itzamna if you're in solo and you're playing somebody like Daisy, where it's really hard to manage any amount of enemies. If you're playing somebody like 
like Wendy or something, and you already have like two enemies out on the board and you don't want to have to deal with another one, you could take the chance, get this out, and then, you know, have have that security. Because in in single player, you definitely go through like maybe 10, 15 cards of the deck. Mm-hmm. And it's more about the specific cards and how that matters to you as the specific investigator rather than like the sheer number of cards that is are coming out. So yeah. in that way, maybe it's worth it. Yeah, but I think in multiplayer, you just run test of wills, and if enemies come out, yeah. you probably have something that could deal with the enemy most of the time. Right. So, Or your Yorick, or your Silas, yeah. and you're fine. <laughs> so, let's, uh, let's, let's shuffle this tarot card back into the deck and uh, move on to the next card, which Three. is... Hey, it's tur- Seth! <laughs> yeah, it's Seth is back, and he's upgraded. He's gained some experience since the last time we saw him. Uh, oh, man! So we have upgraded a Trial by Fire, which is now a uh, level 3 cost 2 survivor event with two wild icons on it. It is still a spirit, and it says, Fast, play only during your turn. Until the end of your turn, set the base value of each of your skills to 5, or the base value of one of your skills to 7. So if I remember correctly, this originally just didn't have the or the base value of one of your skills to 7 part. It was just set all yeah. up to 5. And it was also 3. Okay, play. so it's cheaper, yeah. and it, it also, I think, did yeah. not have two wild icons. Yeah, extra, right. it has an extra wild on it, too, yeah. Okay, so it's cheaper, it commits better, and it it's, if you want, instead of boosting all of your skills, you can just boost one of them. I mean, we always talk about how, like, boosting all of your skills is, like, not as useful as focusing on one skill. So, like, usually... Island birds I... would like to have a word with you. <laughs> well, especially, no, Ben is totally right, and especially yeah. because this, it's not like this lasts for a complete round you play this during your turn and it goes away at the end of your turn so it's not like you would want to boost oh i need my intellect during my my turn and then during mythos phase i'll have like you know boosted will or something it would be gone by then anyway so very it's i would say it's relatively rare that during your turn you want to have i mean except in solo obviously you want to have like two different skills be significantly boosted right yeah yeah Sometimes maybe you want to evade something and then get clues, but a lot of time I feel like this is like a big, oh wait, time to murder the boss effect type of thing, and you like really want to be able to succeed. And um, and it gives you the choice. Like you can, if if there are cases where you do want to boost two, then you can just do that. Yeah. Or or it's like you have some critical test you really need to succeed. You maybe maybe it's just for one test that you really care about. Um, you know, boosting it up to seven might make it so you're more protected against the chaos bag. Yeah, I think one thing to to also mention here is that there are some cards that care about two of your stats being really good, right? Like Lola Santiago, for example, or like cards that that um like like uh lockpicks, well, right? Yeah, Those not, not, lockpicks. Yeah, not yeah, Lola. Yeah, lockpicks, Lola, I'm sorry, Lola not Lola. gives you bonuses to yeah. Lockpicks. Right. But like you you appreciate both of those those boosts because of cards like lockpicks. Mm. Um or like like Mystic has a few of them. Um the the spectral blade and and all that kind of stuff um those are those are good to use for that but it's it's tough to because this is survivor and i don't think that they have anything that that adds a specific stat to another stat i think even seeker has it right so so i think just kind of like breaking it down a little bit um i really think of this as a calvin and preston card the original level zero version and maybe also patrice a little bit maybe um so So uh, Preston can no longer play this one because he can't play a level three survivor card. So it's sort of like Calvin probably still wants it. Patrice maybe still wants it. 
do do others like if you're playing a William Yorick deck, do you play this? No. I, I think it's really for it's for like the kind of puzzle investigators that have artificially low stats, but it is very good for them. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think so too. That's a good description. Yeah, for it. I think you could use it as an emergency backup for like, oh, I really need to get three clues this turn, but I'm Silas. You know, now I now I set my into seven or something, but. If you're playing, so if you're playing like two player, maybe you have to get more clues or something. Maybe you can consider it. Um, but I think again, mm. in multiplayer, it's probably unlikely that if you're playing Silas that you need to get clues. You're probably just you know stabbing stuff with a harpoon or whatever. Um, yeah, I I kind of I, I'm a little sad that these all of these upgrades are level threes, like Hallowed Mirror and and um, all this stuff, because it means that a lot of other people can't take it. But I also feel like these cards, more specifically, kind of embody the feeling of the class like for like trial by fire this is a pretty powerful ability so to put one one thing to seven or all of your things to five that could get out of hand if it gets into like the hands of somebody who is like who could potentially take it at level two so it's kind of fine to be at level three um but i feel like i'm, I'm still a little sad that that you know you couldn't play this in like not that i would ever play tommy but tommy or, or you know other other people it's that's a good way to think about it i mean i think the flavor of these is pretty cool and i think it is neat to have tarot cards that are kind of like more closely aligned with what one class wants to do i think it's just unfortunate that for at least half of these it seems like they just kind of don't um they don't kind of exceed the bar of the original tarot cards which were just very good generically useful cards uh but but some of them i mean like the the world uh certainly very good and a couple of the others definitely will find a home in specific decks you know so yeah i think it's exactly like what you were saying about tony and and the existing green one right like he doesn't care at all about agility but it at least gives him an option in the case that he wants an in-class tarot card that that does something for him um and and also for like mandy or or anybody with a five in their stat that doesn't necessarily need death that they could take uh, draw an extra card so i also sorry about that i i didn't even realize that uh you were you were you you pointed out that all of the cards we've talked about so far are exactly level three not just the tarot cards right yeah. i thought you were talking about the tarot cards but no you're, no, all you're of totally them. right yeah yeah it is interesting i don't think we've seen that before in a return two yeah everything everything's coming up threes and i think there's a very specific reason for it is three is a lucky number right because a circle three 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 no. three is oh i got it thing. i know i have it circle undone what shape has three points a circle right <laughs> level three circle uh dan exactly. you, need to, you need to brush up on your this mask. This, this is this has been dan's that... shape corner i'm always happy to educate people about shapes <laughs> oh this this one even has try in the name try. Right, we, try. i think we still have, like five more cards guys so let's continue yeah all right, next next card. We're in the neutral zone now, right? Yeah. Uh, the next card is Moon Pendant. It is a uh, level two asset. Surprise! Everything we just said went out the window. Uh, it, it costs two to play. Uh, it has no commit icons. It's an item and a charm, and it says you have one additional tarot slot. Each non-weakness tarot asset in your hand or committed to a skill test gains two wild icons. And then as a reaction ability, when the game begins, if it's in your opening hand, put it into play. So it's like a pseudo tarot effect for a takes up an accessory slot, an accessory. This reminds me a lot of uh, Anna Caslow, right? Yeah, this kind is, of it lets you play more tarots. It, it's a similar. 
slot, right? It's like a similar feel. I mean, it seems probably better than Anna, right? Oh, 7,000% better. Yeah. yeah. She's, she's one health, one sanity. She's well, she takes up she takes up an ally slot, which in most cases is like a more of a thing that you don't want to sacrifice than she's an accessory slot. She's three or four speed, right? Yeah. She, yeah. Yep. She, and and you, I, I mean, honestly, giving two wild icons to tarot cards in your hand that you commit is, I mean, that's kind of, it, it basically makes you a lot more willing to play multiples of them. Right. Mm-hmm. So, exactly. like, if you if you have if you have this in your, it's too bad this doesn't have icons on it because I could see playing like two copies of this and then like two copies of two taros. You know. I think the other thing is I don't remember if the original taros were unique, but I don't think these are. They are um, not, they're not unique. It's just not which unique. means that just have one base slot. So copies of these, right? Yeah, you could if you have relic hunter, you could play two of these. And then so you could play you know, two of slots. <laughs> oh man, that actually so that sounds great. You have a relic hunter, you have two of these, and then you have two copies each of two taros. Yeah, you can get it, both death and the world. Because as a seeker, because there's a pretty good chance if you have two of these in your deck and you mulligan for it, you're probably gonna find it, basically if you just mulligan just for these in your tarot cards, on average you're gonna get like one of these and like one to two taros. That might be kind of cool, actually. Yeah, it, it's this is kind of a card that is is reasonably costed, right? It, it's not three would be a little pushing it, but two is fine. Two experience that's not that's not anything like anybody needs to care about too much. And the abilities that it gives are actually pretty relevant. Like when you draw your your tarot late game, and maybe if you're like a survivor or somebody who's not like or guardian even, like when you're really pressed for money, this is gives you and it's just an unexpected courage right and for yorick he could play his tarot from the bin even though all the tarot for 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 survivors suck uh are tarot items no they're just tarot yeah does he oh, oh, does his thing work on out on all assets or just items? it's just assets yeah you can, yeah, you, can assets. you can dredge back a, a b cop from the dead get him back in here oh, oh man so, they yeah, should definitely they should definitely put dredge in this game <laughs> Yeah, I mean, yeah, I like it. It takes away the major downsides of the tarot cards, right? Yeah, you can't commit right. them, and that they're doubling up as wasted. Yeah. So it's seems like a solid it's pickup. It's got its own drawback. Um, there's there. definitely it. It's it's hard to quite identify it exactly, but there's definitely something about the art in this card that kind of draws the eye. That's uh, interesting. <laughs> Is it the red hair? <laughs> yeah, that 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 must be it. That that, that must be what I was talking about. Um, <laughs> Should we move on, though? Sure. Yeah. All right. So we have another neutral card, the Fool Zero. Um, It's a level three, cost three asset. It's another tarot card. Um, When you play a card, exhaust the Fool. Reduce that card's cost by one. And when the game begins, if it's in your opening hand, put it into play. Takes up a tarot slot. So this was the asterisk guy I was talking about earlier. This card is absolutely insane. (laughs) If you get it in your opening hand, meaning that you're probably playing a seeker and you've probably got two studious. Yeah, I mean, so once per round, it saves your money, right? That's very good. That's <laughs> really, really good. That, that's like ex- extremely good. Like, if, if you have to pay three initially to play it, then not as good. But if you get it from your hand, then pretty okay. I mean, especially like high expensive decks like maybe guardians or even like even rogues have a lot of expensive cards yeah um i 
I could see it being really good for, I mean, it's also, it's definitely better if you're kind of playing at least one card every turn. It's not like you can use this to kind of like save up money and then play an agency backup. This is good if you're playing a lot of like events and things. Mm -hmm. This is, this is prepaid voice pad, but for everything. Prepaid fool pad (laughs) is what I'm going to call this card. I don't, I, mean, I don't understand your reference, but I'm sure, I'm sure it's very clever. Uh, it would be really funny if the, the, we should make an alt art of this that says, like, you have one recurring credit to spend on anything. <laughs> I would love that. Uh, yeah, I mean, no, not, this, yeah. The fact that it's, like, unlimited potential, uh, and if you get it in your opening hand, it's great. I think it's kind of enhanced by the moon pendant that we were just talking about, because if you don't get it in your opening hand, you don't play this card, right? Like, if the the offset of like having to play three to install this and eventually you get the the re- reduction is like way too high uh and but if you do get it in your opening hand then you pay nothing for it and then you only get benefit for the rest of the game which is great i think yeah it reminds me of like how we evaluated the robes of endless night right like for, the, exactly. to, for to get a benefit out of especially level zero one you have to get down early enough that you can actually make money off of it yeah. um and similar case with this if you don't get it down early and it, especially if you have to pay for it um it's hard to make up but i mean any event focused deck like safina uh or, or luke or there's plenty of investigators that focus on events and do play events every turn um this seems like it'd be very good for them i feel like when we did our two-player dreamlands ben and you were playing luke i think you were very poor very frequently <laughs> and you were mad about the robes mostly because it I never, did not I never work as well as you hoped it would to make you not poor and this just seems like a straight up better version of that yeah exactly uh, yeah because level zero robes also costs three costs right? three yeah the level two yeah, ones well, cost two which is a little better but because luke because luke uh i mean not everything that he wants to play is a spell right so like the robes don't even save you money on everything wait dan how do you feel about this in dexter uh I feel like Dexter maybe has other ways. See, that's the thing. I feel like there's definitely some decks that have enough better ways of getting money that maybe they don't totally need this. But, I mean, Dexter Dexter benefits from his free action, right? Because his free action would now net minus two cost on everything that he plays. I feel like there's a really interesting Moon yeah. Pendant Dexter deck that you could definitely play. You get two of the Fools, you get Moon Pendant, and then... Well, I mean, I mean the, the synergy is that, like, in theory as Dexter, you would love to be playing exactly one thing every turn anyway. Um, but in, and if that was the case, then that would make this really good for Dexter. But the problem is that Dexter, when I when I play Dexter, I've never been able to get anywhere close to that, just because you can only use his ability when you actually have something on the board that you want to get rid of or are willing to get rid of. Right. And and you also so, so I I think because of that, it would be hard for this to be like a better combo with Dexter than just with a generic deck. But I don't know. I mean, eventually, again, eventually, like if we get enough kind of cool disposable assets that for Dexter to play, then this would be great for those. I mean, so. Another build that that would might care about this is Harvey, right? Harvey with um, the world and Farseek, where you can play things fast, also draw things fast, and also play things cheaper from Farseek is kind of neat. Um, it it's just a really delightfully good card when you get it in your opening hand. <laughs> I think and it's just I, really really tough when you don't get it in your opening hand. Yeah, More, I mean. I, well, than most. I mean, tarot. I think that's true. I think that's true of most tarot cards. But in with this and though, with this in particular, um, we were we were talking about how of the. I mean, obviously the survivor tarot is the worst in the original set, 
but like the second worst is definitely the uh rogue one because it's agility which some decks need but other, others totally don't uh well, i'm not even counting that that's not even on the board but, <laughs> but i mean like card. so the agility tarot card like not all rogue decks want it so a lot of rogue decks it feels like oh i just don't there's no tarot i can play right like winnie or something the, those decks should just consider this to be like the new green tarot card because i think that for most of those decks this is great like preston absolutely loves this card right because oh, yeah. he can even even if preston draws this late if he doesn't have something else to use his inheritance on that turn like sure he could cash it in but he could also just play this you know oh is this everybody's gonna use this with dark horse aren't they are they oh yeah that's this, this combos with dark horse right yeah well i mean sure hey whatever go, go for it i mean that's you know that's the thing that makes dark horse not good is that there aren't enough ways to not need money right so I know this is another way uh that i mean I, i'm being sarcastic obviously there's a lot of other things that make dark horse not good but but i, I think for <laughs> i think for preston i mean dane you, you were just talking about how much you're a preston guy this seems like a really good preston card yeah it is uh, again if you get in your opening hand and i, I guess for preston even that's not really an issue right because because you yeah. just have you're just overloaded with money. You can just slap this down and, and who cares? You could, you're going to get value either way. I guess the, the one last kind of wet blanket moment to mention of this is you should probably, rather than just think of this as like, it's a card every it's, it's a, it's a credit every turn or a resource every turn. Sometimes it is, but think about like, if you have a lot of money, if you're a big money deck, probably a lot of that money you're spending on like talents or something that or, or activating something, right? Like Lola Santiago or streetwise or something like that. And this doesn't do anything if you're just activating those. You have to actually be playing a card that costs more than zero for this to do anything. So just look at the cards in your deck and think about like how often you're going to play them. And it's probably still good, but just like be aware of that. You might not be able to trigger it every turn, even if you are spending a lot of money. Yeah, that's true. I think it's 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 particularly good for like mystics or guardians who have like an issue kind of historically with with needing a large sum of money and not being able to have it. But, uh, yeah, I don't know. It's tough. Getting two of them out feels really fun <laughs> in the beginning of the game. But, yeah. Next, uh, one one last neutral card to talk about? Yeah. Okay. We have, uh, ooh, I like the art here. Uh, observed. This is a neutral asset level four with no cost. It is blessed, and it says permanent. Limit one per investigator. Before setting up each game... Draw three random cards from the tarot deck and choose one. Place the chosen card in front of you in the upright position. Each other investigator ignores its effects. Shuffle the rest back into the tarot deck. So I feel like this is this is the kind of like in-game mechanical bridge to the new tarot cards that come with Circle Undone, right? Yes. Right. So uh, and without without talking more about those, it's kind of hard to like evaluate this. Yeah, so yeah. Like- there's like 22 of them and they have like a variety of effects ranging from like you get extra experience um to like the beginning of each round you get plus one to one of your stats on the, or the first yeah. test so like some of the effects are yeah and there's things some give you extra money some a lot of them give you a, a effect at the beginning of the game like you get to search your card for an ally at your hand or uh you get to play something at a reduced cost initially so and the opposite is the up the upside down version I mean, I think like the fact that you get to pick from three of them means most of the time you'll probably get something that's fairly decent. The yeah. downside is, I mean, it is four XP, right? Yeah. So it's sort of like how many, how far into the game are you going to have in the into the campaign? Are you going to have enough spare XP to blow four on this? Right. And how many times are you actually going to be able to use this? Yeah. Yeah. It, I think I guess I've got two questions with it. 
one was exactly that. Like, are, are you just going to spend your first four experience just for the theming so that you can start using this, this like, how how great, I guess, that, that hinges off of how great the benefits are of the tarots, right? Like, and how, how much value can you get out of getting a tarot at the beginning of every game? Is it a situation where you're going to get something like Studious, right? Or and, is it something where you're going to... One of the tarot just, cards is basically Studious, uh, but it's one of 22. Yeah. Also, so. a lot of decks could just get Studious for less than the, the XP right. cost of this. Because <laughs> sure. that's the thing. is like, okay, you have four XP. If you're a Guardian, you could get like two upgraded Beat Cops, which is guaranteed great all the time. Or you could get this, which might be really, really good, might be just kind of meh. I mean, it, it, I think it... It, it seems like it would be fun. So if you just want to do it for fun, then absolutely do it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. I, My yeah. other yeah, I was... point with this is, can you take this in any scenario or in any campaign? Like, can you just play, get, grab this in Dunwich and then suddenly all the tarot cards come into play and now now you have the tarots next to you? Yeah. And you the, can play this? the rules for the tarot cards, you can use them in any campaign. It's not a circle and done Ooh. thing so like it, it comes with some rules with like how you can incorporate them in any campaign you want and you don't even need to be using that those effects you could just play this and be the only one doing stuff with the tarot deck um because you want to try it out sure so, yeah I, mean, I think this is uh, something that you if you're going to play it you maybe try to buy it early so that you can get a couple scenarios where maybe you get the really cool powerful effect um right. definitely the funniest uh way to take this play mateo take it before the first uh scenario <laughs> <laughs> oh no dan that's the best idea i've ever heard absolutely yeah i mean also, if you're doing... parallel roland right parallel roland also has a five, oh, yeah. five or uh, or if you draw um, what is it offer you can't refuse i guess that only gives you two xp so you need to comp- you need to draw two of them that's from, after uh, deck and too. yeah you don't okay. actually get that right away so but yeah it's so stupid um <laughs> Here, here, I, I do think it's kind of sad that this costs 4 XP. My pitch for this would have been, instead of costing 4 XP, it should be level 0, but it should like add a weakness to your deck or or have some negative effect so that you can start with it if you want yeah. to. But nobody I, would play it, though. I wouldn't play it if that were the case. Well, but, but, I mean, that would be... I, See, I mean, adding a weakness to your deck is bad, but unless it's a really terrible weakness, it would be like you do it for fun. Like, I, I could I could almost justify, like, okay, I'm going to put a bad weakness in my deck, whatever, but spending four xp like right at the beginning of the game so i'm looking through the i'm looking through the tarot cards uh i think most of the effects are pretty powerful there's like six of them that are kind of bad that are just like are like plus one to a certain skill at the beginning of the round or like plus one health or something bad but a lot of them one of the ones like uh the first time you put doom on the on the board don't uh you know (laughs) what this one is uh you one one of Nora's trauma. This one is like once per act, you can ignore an auto fail. Uh, one of them is like plus two actions each round or something. Oh no! For, uh, during each investigator's first turn, they may take two additional actions. So if you get that one, you just get two extra actions every turn. Again, it's a well, one in no, twenty-two. No, that that that's just the first round, right? Uh oh yeah, I guess it's just the first round. So not not that's, quite. That's still pretty right. cool. That's still that's still solid. Um, yeah, but yeah. A lot of them I mean, seem I, pretty strong, so I think this is definitely like a, a fun card you could pick up. If you're playing Mateo, uh, yeah, grab it. You know, you're already, if you're, you're already playing, playing Mateo, Mateo, definitely. So. If, you're ta- if you're playing Mateo, it's too funny to not get this. Get this yeah. and one copy of the purple tarot card that boosts your will because you need it. Yeah. Uh, other than but other than that though, like yeah, do, do it for fun. I think is totally justifiable. 
most decks are going to have a way to spend four XP that is like directly targeted to what your deck wants to do. That is very reliably a huge upgrade that is almost certainly better in almost all cases than like rolling the dice on this. But I mean, don't let that stop you because it does sound really fun. I like it, Mateo. It's like you you pick this up right away to like have people like stare at Mateo and observe how, <laughs> see if you can actually, actually be good. Yeah. <laughs> but... I, so one question that I have before we move on to uh, the other things is when you have this in your deck, um, does this affect, th- this must affect the the way that the tarot cards are pulled for everybody, right? If you're using the tarots in, in Return to the Circle and Done, does this happen first or do the tarot cards come first? Because um, in some way that might benefit if everybody has a copy of this, five I, cards are gone, right? I do not know because I didn't thoroughly read the tarot card rules yet because I don't have the actual game yet to play with them. So, sure. so I yeah. can't answer that question. That that this one says before setting up each game. I assume the tarot cards probably also say before setting up each game. So it might be you could choose. So Cool. Still, yeah. I, I, I just really wish that it was like, I wish it was like uh, at the beginning of each game, like zero XP and it was draw three tarot cards, pick one to be upright and then draw one at random and place it upside down. That, or something. Like, that is kind of what I thought it was going to be. I think one of the ways to use the tarot cards is something like that, where you like draw three of them or something. You pick one upright, one, one face down for everybody. So, oh, okay. So maybe, the, maybe they don't actually need a permanent for that. That's just, you can just choose that's just the way yeah. that they work. Okay. Yeah. That's, yeah. that's cool then. So I mean, in that case, this is just, this is just fun for Mateo, you know? <laughs> Compare the world. Yeah. All right. Start with four permanents. Come on, man. <laughs> let's uh, let's let's talk about the weaknesses because I think at least one of these also interacts with the tarot cards. Yeah. Um, Dane. Yes. The first uh, weakness we have here is called damned. Uh, Curse omen uh, is a permanent. Uh, before setting up each game, draw a random card from the tarot deck and place it in front of you in the reverse position. Each other investigator ignores its effects. Now, I'd imagine that this you could only include this in your deck or in the pool if you're playing with tarot cards, right? No, I mean once once again, uh, the tarot cards can be used any time. So, like you've bought this, you've bought this expansion, you own the tarot cards now; they're available. So, damned is in your weakness pool. That's so great. This card is very good. I think, right? <laughs> this is a great weakness to get. Uh, I mean, it I depends really on what tarot card it. you get. Some some of them are really bad because because all those really good effects I was saying when it's reversed it's the opposite. Oh. Uh, so like instead of get two actions at the, in your first turn you lose two actions. You know instead of uh, it add a doom you add an extra doom. I think you know it's it makes it it makes me incredibly happy that this game is starting to take on that kind of elder horror feel where you, all of the randomized decks are just full of nonsense from a million different expansions. <laughs> so so you start a campaign and it's like okay. We're going to Dunwich, but one of our people in our group has this kind of tarot thing following them around. One person has like sled dogs and hypothermia. Uh, <laughs> one person is a fish man. Like I, I, I love that. I love the kind of like random mixing of different stuff in the mythos. It's like the collective, so, just like yeah. ball of of Lovecraft stuff. It's it's that classic like Arkham Horror Second Edition Eldritch Horror feeling of like sitting down. Oh, yeah, our, we have all the expansions. Who the hell knows what's going to happen? You know, <laughs> like Katamari Arkham version right like oh, you've got this, all these all these weird weaknesses just rolling over your players as as <laughs> as you so, play the game so like i mean like the previous card we talked about it is hard to judge exactly how scary this is as a weakness without like looking at all of them and doing some careful study but i would say that 
I mean, permanent weaknesses are very good. Like indebted, when we did the 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 rankings, we said it was basically one of the best ones. Partly just because it's you don't have to draw it. Yeah. So for this, especially given that it seems like a lot of the tarot cards are like something bad happens on the first turn if it's upside down, or something bad happens the first time you do something. I would kind of be inclined to think that this is probably a pretty good weakness to draw. Yes. Yeah. Some I... of them are like every round, like the ones that are like plus plus one to a skill each round. Uh... It gives you a minus one to that skill, but you can like play around that. I agree that it being permanent means you you know what you you know what you're gonna get it every round. Excuse me, every game, and you can immediately deal with it. So that's much better than like being down to your last five cards and being worried about uh, drawing doomed or whatever. You know, amnesia or <laughs> amnesia. Yeah, yeah. even for sure. Yeah, like I feel like most basic weaknesses are probably worse than this. But Dan, one of these cards gives you minus two experience if you have it uh, upside down. Well, that's great because I was just about to say this card does not say campaign mode only, which means if you are playing a uh, st- standalone campaign or standalone scenario you could potentially get this and then just not care about like that effect or other effects yeah it's it's also that's one out of 22 right so like how often yeah. are you gonna yeah it's not gonna have every time it, 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 it like it does make it so like your weakness sort of changes a little bit each uh each game which, which is, is cool which is which different cool. than usually you're stuck with it so you kind of get a new randomish weakness each time so it's kind of fun i'm damn I'm kind of are there like, two copies of this in the box? That would be great. I, I, I hope there's two copies of this. Do not know. Yeah. Uh, well, I'm gonna. I, well, one day when this finally comes out in the U.S. in 2023, then. We can... <laughs> <laughs> um, all right. Why don't we look at the last weakness? Uh, yeah, the last card it. in this box. So it is the devil. Uh, your shadow hungers. It is a cost three asset. We or excuse me. Yeah, no, it's a cost three uh, asset weakness. Uh, an omen in a tarot you cannot play assets other than the devil while it's in your hand if the devil is drawn your opening hand during setup you cannot replace it it must stay in your opening hand uh tarot slot oof this is so annoying this is pretty brutal right <laughs> um, well, this is newer to uh to the other to the right it's tower? Is that right? yeah the tower stopped you from committing cards right while it was in your hand so this basically right. means you have to spend an action three money to in order to be able to play anything else. Man, um, that's which that's is brutal. I mean, pretty brutal, I think. So uh, I think this is yeah. The the previous one, what was the other weakness? That's a tarot again. The tower. Tower. The tower. Yeah. yeah. I mean, that one is like if you draw it, if you it would eventually be bad because eventually you're going to commit cards. This is like maybe you get lucky and maybe with certain decks you draw it after you've already played all your assets and you don't really care anymore. Yeah, but you could also draw it early and it kills exactly. your initial temple, right? So. And then it's like a super it's like a super indebted. It's like you have to spend an action and three resources oh, before it's... you can do anything. That would be brutal. Right. Yeah, it definitely seems rough. And um, if you're playing so... a super fun, awesome seeker deck that wants to play the world, you would have to like overwrite this, but then you would draw it again a million times. Right. Yeah. I don't but think that... you would, you wouldn't take the world or any terror uh... matter if you get this, right? What if I really, really? I mean, really you just get Moon Pendant or something, you know, right. to get an extra tower slot. Or, or you just say, "I'm a secret deck. I'm only playing like three assets now that the pendant is gone. So <laughs> I'm just gonna like, after the first time I draw this, I just won't care. I'll just hold it in my hands, and it will help me activate the world by being a card in my hands <laughs> to get up to eight. Hey, I'm very, I'm very excited about the world. I was, <laughs> yeah, I was, I was thinking about like. This would be very, very fine if you got this later game. Like if you're playing a guardian or something like that and you've already got your stuff down, 
you're using like reload and things like that and you don't really care about getting other assets out this is like dead in your hand and nobody cares about it right um there are some situations where like if you're playing with larry for example like, where, where you constantly want to keep getting allies down that would be really frustrating to get but for for some people i think that it's kind of fine like if you're a mystic and you already have all your spells out you're using recharge you're kind of fine and you you, you don't yeah. really necessarily have to deal with it but i mean it's garrett a weakness the that chat. the earlier you draw it the, the worse it is right yeah yeah garrett in the chat mentions that if you know this is in your deck you might be less incentivized to mulligan that's um, true which is probably true and that's that's bad because mulliganing is very powerful like you usually want to mulligan very aggressively for your for your good cards so yeah i mean I, I think this is a pretty i think this is a relatively nasty weakness i mean it's not one of the worst ones but i think it's like worse than average by a little bit maybe i honestly think this is probably one of my favorite weaknesses in terms of like how well it adheres to uh being the the anti-tarot right this is yeah. exactly the feel that that a good weakness should should exhibit where it is the opposite of the benefit that it's like a mockery of, of the, yeah. the original yeah M- much Very more cool. so than the tower it feels like the opposite of like a good tarot yeah 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 oh comrade in chat the, the devil reversed Re- releasing limited beliefs exploring dark thoughts and detachment i Rough for some rough. reason the 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 art reminds me a tiny bit of the robot devil from futurama who i really <laughs> love is a great character so. <laughs> Yeah, again, an alt- we should make an alt art for this. <laughs> yeah, well, I was assuming that like the person in this was also supposed to be the devil, like tucking it away or something. Oh, for sure. Yeah, uh, absolutely. You know. Yeah. So, yeah, I don't know. the the art continues to be great on all these cards. Uh, the art on the actual tarot cards that come with this, uh, some of it is new. I think uh, we haven't seen before. All of it's pretty great. So, how many? So the original Circle Undone set had uh, six like player card tarot's plus one weakness is seven, right? And then this one has um, seven more. Another right? another seven. So now there's yeah. um, it, it's. I wish they had done the full set of cards or whatever. Like there's well, still some that I think. I mean, I think the other the ones that weren't used are used on the agendas. Oh yeah, no, you're right. Uh, the maybe right, we're yeah. short one. Because there's nine, there's nine scenarios, right? If you count, including the, including the prologue. Uh, well, so the thing is, there's 22 major arcana, but a couple of the player card ones are like four of. They're like the. Oh uh, yeah, they're not the major ones. Yeah, they're the minor ones. So it, it, we might actually have all of them now. I'm not sure. Maybe, but yeah, um, it's still cool. I, li- I like that they I like the theme of all of them. Um, yeah, but uh, I mean that's it for the cards in the circle and done yeah for sure it's i mean all of these cards i I don't think there's one that i wouldn't play in a deck i think that all of these cards are are pretty reasonable um they're all like they all have their own uses even if it's just like um the upgraded test of not test of will the upgraded um trial by fire or the um pretty much any of them like I, i could see a use in at least one investigator that would want to use one of these cards not to mention the whole moon pendant like tarot engine thing that i feel like could be a soft include in a lot of different investigators um so i think that they did a really good job with with expanding the uniqueness of of the circle undone uh flavor yeah i'm uh i'm also just really happy to see i mean the return twos you know they're cool we 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 buy them we like them 
but it always feels like a little bit unexciting that all the cards in them are just upgraded or downgraded existing cards. It's very exciting to me that in this case we got actually new cards, even though they're they are kind of like derived from an existing you know set of cards from the original one. They are fresh new cards, so that's really cool. Um, and I also like that they added this entire new mechanic of the tarot cards. That's great. Like it would be cool if future return twos like can we get return to dream eaters that also has you know something like that? That'd be amazing. It includes a third party. <laughs> <laughs> in the neutral zone it has like a nap <laughs> a, a nap mechanic where you can like take a nap before the campaign starts or uh, two generators is secretly just like 40 scenarios separate campaign hit me and, with ha- it. and half of it is hit a bound with book MJ. with how the cat interacts with three different groups you know? yeah yeah it comes with like the cat is like a i don't know the, the a cat little plushie. <laughs> yeah speaking um, of which who else is excited to don your occultist garb and do some tarot readings uh, before 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 you get get underway with your uh, campaign? Uh, who else definitely understands that all of these cards were very explicitly picked out because they're all references to JoJo's Bizarre Adventure? Come hang out with us on our Discord. <laughs> reach out to us on Facebook, Reddit, or Instagram, or email us at comments at mur.fm. If you really love our show and want to get more involved, join us at patreon.com slash University Radio to get access to exclusive Discord channels and other fun stuff. Or just leave us a nice review on your favorite podcasting network. Thanks for hanging out with us today. Thanks so for hanging out with us today, friends, and we'll <laughs> catch you next time. God, I talk too fast for a Bye, everybody. Bye.